Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are taking a look at Halloween Kills, the second entry in David Gordon Green's new Halloween reboot. And uh, I didn't like it very much. But joining me is Halloween superfan David Mycor, an old buddy of mine who I've worked with on a bunch of films over the years. And uh, he absolutely loves this series. And he didn't like it either. But we still used this movie as a jumping off point to get into a bunch of great puzzle pieces. And we have a great conversation coming up for you. So we're going to get to that here in a second. But before we do, I want to remind you, as always, to make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. You can rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or Good Pods and follow us on social media at PiecingPod. You can also join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And, uh, you know, we also have a Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I combine bonus content from Piecing It Together, as well as Awesome Movie Year, which is another great movie podcast that I produce, and for my music career, which uh, I, speaking of which, just released a new album. It is a horror film soundtrack. It's the score from a horror movie called The Dissection Table that I scored back in 2015, and then the movie just never came out. And now I'm finally able to at least release the score. And I've always been really proud of the music I did for this film. It's really creepy, really dark, perfect for getting you into the Halloween feel. So uh, check that out. It's the dissection table. It is out now. So with that said, uh, you know, I just want to point out really quickly something that Dave Mycor, my guest on the episode, mentioned to me after we finished recording. He texted me, said, shit, I can't believe it. I forgot to mention we are recording on Michael Myers' birthday. So, uh, yeah, we recorded this on Michael Myers' birthday, apparently. So that's pretty damn cool. But uh, let's get into this conversation about Halloween Kills. All right, it's been a while since he's been on the show, but my buddy David Mycor is back with us. David, how's it going? Thank you so much for having me. It is an honor and a pleasure to be here and to see your face and congratulations on your recent nuptials. Oh, thank you so much, man. Yeah. We so happy for you. We're so happy to finally have it done and everything with the pandemic and all that. And we actually had to, I, I don't know if you know this, we had to uninvite people like 
that's how crazy this year has been. Like just to like shrink it down for numbers yeah. sake and everything. I mean, it's just yeah. craziness, but uh, we're through. And now not only did we get to get married, but uh, all these movies that got delayed are finally coming out, including the one we're talking about today. Halloween Kills, which I know you mm. were really, really looking forward mm. to as a big fan of this series, right? Yeah, Halloween Kills. Man, I would have paid big money to see this movie last year when it was supposed to come out. Like, I, I've mm. been waiting for this movie, like, for so long. I remember last year in the pandemic saying, you know, if they would have offered, like, $200 to stream it, um mm -hmm. during 2020 when it was first i would have been like yeah done here we go because i would i mean i'm such a huge halloween fan i have been my whole life michael myers is the og goat and uh <laughs> in terms of slashers and in terms of horror and in terms of my own like you know filmmaking and all you know like uh it's it's everything to me so yeah to to say i was looking forward to this movie is a huge understatement <laughs> right and, you know, not to give everything away here, but uh, for anyone who didn't listen to my episode on the 2018 Halloween, which was also kind of a double episode with a look back at the original 1978 Halloween, uh, I'm not that big of a fan of this series. As far as the, the classic slashers go, you know, all respect to Michael, definitely hugely influential on on so many horror movies that have come since, especially mm -hmm. slasher movies. But I'm more of a Jason guy. And even then, I'm <laughs> Freddy above Michael as well. But nothing wrong. With I, that. I get it, though. I get the appeal of these movies. I, I get the appeal. I just don't necessarily love them that much. But we come from different angles at this particular movie and that's why i bring that up because me not being such a fan you being such a fan and not to give mm -hmm. it away but we were both let down i think are we allowed to talk like spoilers are we allowed to just like spoil let it away spoil okay. away um, absolutely yeah so coming from a huge die hard die hard die hard fan okay i have this michael myers mask i wear it all the time if you've seen my tiktoks <laughs> you've seen me around wearing it all over um you know i was so disappointed and 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 just so sad after i saw it and after i saw it i had to like you know i tend to build things up a lot you know like where i get like so excited where my expectations are so high that of course i'm going to be let down because i'm expecting it to be like this masterpiece so sure i took a, i took a breath i took a day i was like let me you know let me let me revisit this and and see what i'm now i know what i'm getting myself into let me watch it again because i was probably just like in a different headspace and so i watched mm -hmm. it twice and again, after the second viewing, I can even confirm now how truly, really, really bad, just really just bad on, on, on so many levels that this movie is. And, you know, and, and when we first talked about it beforehand, I said like lazy was the mm. perfect word to describe it. But now I actually I, I don't agree with that. I think I think it was trying to do too much. It was like mm -hmm. trying to be this like epic grandiose masterpiece statement making like provocative thought provoking like uh comment no. social commentary bs you know where like if you just like make it simpler and and 
and you go back to like the roots of like the originals, you know, the, um, you know, I think it would, it would have been just dramatically better, you know, like yeah. this whole, f this flashback stuff that they did was so cool. And it could have, it was just, I look at it as a wasted opportunity because you right. have this awesome Loomis who looks great, who sounds great, who, by the way, is like a pros that's all prosthetic pieces. Right. That, that is really cool that they were able to pull really that cool. off at least. Uh, dude, I was so worried. That was one of my biggest things I was actually worried about going in. I was like, how is that going to be? Ugh. Yeah. And I thought Loomis looked great. He sounded great. But, but like the point, like, the point they were making in the flashbacks of like this Hawkins storyline of the cop shooting the other cop and, and like, as, and, and the Lonnie being bullied to explain why he was and a the bully. execution of it all. Yeah. Like even just the, the, the writing and the acting was like, yeah. like, is this like a made for TV movie? Like, is this like the TV series of Halloween? Like what is <laughs> what, like, what am I watching right now? Like, yeah. Um, it really went nowhere. And the fact that they kept going back there as this Hawkins reveal, like later on, like with the cops saying, give me your gun, let's swap out the guns and blah, blah, blah. Like what? To sh just to make this grand statement, how, how so many lives have been affected when like, come on, dude, like, right. Just stop. Just stop. I, I think that's an interesting point because like, I, a, a lot of the people who did like this movie, and there are some people who who are out there and, and are happy with Halloween Kills, and I think that they're mostly all mm -hmm. leaning into, oh, it's camp. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of Malignant that came out uh, uh, last mm -hmm. month. I, I think it's so much fun. That movie is camp and sticks to being camp the whole time. This movie, you're absolutely yep. right. It's so heavy. It tries to add so much backstory and so much like importance to the, the side characters and all these things. I don't believe this really is camp. I think that there's moments where they try to have their cake and eat it too, but I, I don't think it really is. I think it is very self-important and serious. Dude, totally, totally agree. I, I wish it was campy. In fact, yeah. if it was more campy, then I probably would have enjoyed it. If it was just Michael going on a kill crazy rampage, just like slaughtering, like, you know, teenagers having sex in cars, I would have been so much happier. Um, <laughs> it was this, it was like this, uh, this, this just crazy uh, social commentary dialogue about, you know, the madness and the chaos that Michael has, has done to this town that just... It was just boring. It was so mm -hmm. boring. The pacing, every single shot is like slow dolly in, slow dolly out, slow motion look, slow motion this. Like, I, in fact, at the end, like, I feel like the movie could have actually been saved um, at the very end, like when like they're, he's surrounded and like he picks up his mask. And like the music's like, and like he picks it up and it's like, you know, and I'm like, okay, here we go. He's going to F everyone up and it's going to be beautiful and it's going to be awesome. But instead it goes into like another, like dramatic, slow montage, like, like of him getting beat down only to then come back with just the pacing the pacing like what am yeah what is this what are you trying yeah. to do here you know um and you know what i'm happy that people do like it though like like i know a lot of diehard halloween 
fans that like think it's like <laughs> they think it's like the third best of like the franchise, which I just laugh at. But it actually makes <laughs> me happy that that they like it. You know, I want people sure. to like it. I don't want I don't Absolutely. want it to be bad. You know, I just hate it. I I yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's a, I think that's a good uh, note to start getting into some puzzle pieces with here. Uh, what do you got for your first puzzle piece? And we'll get into plenty more about the movie along the way. But what's your first puzzle piece? Um, my first one's probably Halloween Four, um, okay. because it takes the 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 mob of the town, um, you know, going after Michael. And you know, I thought I thought it could have been done better if it was more of an homage to that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because like in Halloween four, the guys are like, come on, Sheriff, you haven't done anything. Let's go get this guy. Blah, blah. And it's awesome. Like the honky tonk guys in the bars coming out with shotguns. It's great. That mm. was actually good. This was not good. This, you know, mm. every single scene at the hospital of them going after that mental patient and Karen on a mission to save him was like atrocious. It was like it was like yeah. if I ever watch this movie again, I'm going to fast forward during those moments. Yeah. <laughs> but Halloween four would be my first one. Okay, right on. And I I have to admit, as not a big Halloween fan, I'm sure I saw all those original sequels back in high school at least once, but I don't really they all kind of blend together for me. Uh but the other Halloween movie that I was gonna have on my list, so it might as well include it, Halloween two. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh Laurie Strode just being in a hospital the whole damn time. Um, you know, yeah, I think that except Halloween fits. two is awesome. You know, right, like right. Halloween, Halloween two is great. It like the, the hospital is like empty. It's scary. It's isolated. Mm-hmm. Michael's like roaming around through the streets of Haddonfield going through backyards. Like, dude, Halloween two is awesome. Um, yeah. but yeah, you're right. Um, I, I, you know, when I first saw the trailers, and I saw Lori in the hospital. I actually got excited about seeing her in the hospital because I thought it was going to be more of an homage to Halloween 2. And instead, sure. it was like t- totally the other way, you know? Yeah. Her, putting Lori in a hospital alone doesn't just make it cool, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Before <laughs> I started the movie, I was messaging with my friend Joe Black, who's been here on the show a bunch uh, about this movie. And then I watched it. And when it ended, the first thing I did was message him and say, did I miss an entire scene? Was did Jamie Lee Curtis ever leave her hospital room? Like, like wh- what did they do? She could have literally been like a uh, like a record. She could have died and just left like a recording on someone's phone, and it would have had the same impact on the plot of this movie. Totally. Um, in fact, the second time I watched it, I I paused the movie when she actually like is in it for real like when she actually shows up and that was about 53 minutes into the movie um you see her say let it burn let it burn and then you see her getting surgery but those don't count because it's like one second and then she finally shows up 53 minutes into the movie and you know what else pisses me off about this when she does Hmm. show up she's all like we did it he's dead we killed him it's over come dude who wrote this like you guys are all have Halloween knowledge. Jamie Lee Curtis is a is a producer on the movie, and like, how did no one step in and say, uh, Laurie Strode would never be ever be sitting there in a hospital bed saying, "We got him, it's over." Like she mm-hmm. would need to see a body, she would need to see his ashes, she would n- need to piss on those ashes. Like like she would never be never ever ever assume that Michael is dead 
after 40 right. years of being barricaded in her house. Like that, that alone pissed me off. Yeah, it does not ring true whatsoever to the character or the series. Whether you take into effect the the sequels that don't exist now or not, like either way, it doesn't it doesn't play right to the character. Not at all. What do you got for your next piece? Okay, so this one's kind of a stretch, <laughs> but I'm gonna <laughs> say this reminds me a lot of The Last Jedi. <laughs> um, and I say that because The Last Jedi is a big you know, part of a big franchise. It's part two of a new trilogy. And, mm -hmm. and I felt the exact same way when I left the theater where like, I was like, what just happened? What, 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 what just happened? These people don't know what they're doing. They clearly just now the whole thing is a mess, you know, like, and that's the way I look at Halloween kills. I look at it as like, they, they look at, the 2018 Halloween is this like huge success. And oh my God, David Gordon Green and Danny McBride, they they are our heroes. They know what they're doing. So they I feel like they just gave like 1000 percent trust into them, which I get. Sure. I get it. You know, like, hey man, this is your, you're the this is your, you know, Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy. Boom, go. And like, yeah, I just feel like they don't know what the heck they're doing. And like mm -hmm. And I feel like they just tried too hard to, I, uh, it just turned into a whole mess of a, of a thing where like, I'm, I'm just left feeling so empty, which is how I felt with last Jedi. Well, Even though I, I know you, you, I know you like the last Jedi, but <laughs> yeah. And I love, I love that you brought it up because I actually had on my list here, depending on where you fall. And we obviously fall on uh, opposite sides of this either The Last Jedi or Rise of Skywalker. Because to me, I thought Rise of Skywalker took all the interesting things that they were setting up with The Last Jedi and just threw them out the window because they have no idea what to do with any of it. And I, mm -hmm. I know that we completely disagree on those two movies, but uh, it, it really kind of, it's the same point either way, whether you're going with one movie or the other. It's, oh, these people have been given the keys to this and they don't know what to do with it. And right, whether, exactly. whether that's J.J. Abrams or Ryan Johnson, one of them right. doesn't know. Exactly. And I, and I remember look, watching The Last Jedi and being like, what a huge wasted opportunity. You could have had Luke Skywalker and Kylo Ren have like a epic lightsaber duel that rivaled mm -hmm. like Anakin and Obi-Wan. And instead, Luke is like manifesting that he's there, you know, and he's on a rock and then he vanishes. And I was like, what? Um, and, and that's the way I look at this, like, okay, we're going to go back to 1978. We're going to see how Michael Myers was captured because we don't know how he got incarcerated after Loomis saw him disappear off of the balcony. So right. what an awesome opportunity to show him get captured. And instead they do this whole thing about Hawkins shooting a cop and oh my God. And. And, 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 and how does Michael get captured? He just walks out of his house and stands there. Now, I get it. That was cool. That was an homage to him as a kid walking out after killing his sister and being greeted by his parents. So that was the homage there. But it didn't work. It, it was not good enough. And also, why are you showing flashbacks from other movies and showing a flashback of Lonnie? Oh, my God. I have to bring this up. This angers me so much. So they shot a new scene of Lonnie on the sidewalk and Michael walking up to him, right? Sure. Yeah. That was his encounter. Um, he encountered Michael in the original 1978 movie after bullying Tommy Doyle at school. And then Lonnie runs off the playground, 
literally into Michael's arms and you get that awesome sting effect, the you know, and mm -hmm. he like holds him there for a second and lets him go. Why are we now shooting a new scene of Lonnie being encountered by Michael? What, just to show that he's he was getting bullied too, to explain why he was a bully? Like, like we don't want to show him coming from a bullying scene? Like, why? Mm -hmm. Why, 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 why? That scene is so awesome from the original movie. They could have shown that instead. And so that just felt weird to me, and it, yeah. and it pissed me off. It's a weird choice for people that clearly have so much reverence for the original to yeah. like to undo or, or redo a certain like part of, of that story. Like it's it's a weird choice. Yeah. And like Michael walks up to Lonnie on the sidewalk and then he he hides and then looks and he's gone. Like, so mm -hmm. that was your encounter with him? Really? Yeah. Like, dude, like they were. Tr that's why I'm saying instead of lazy, they're trying too hard. They're trying yeah. so hard to yeah. throw back so much and create new stuff and it just didn't work man it didn't work it did not yeah. work at all well i'll go ahead onto another puzzle piece since i kind of combined uh, rise of skywalker with your last jedi there i'm gonna go with another classic horror movie series um that had a recent entry that was kind of divisive and that is alien covenant i looked at this in kind of a similar way in that they're both movies with interesting ideas. I definitely like Covenant much better than Halloween Kills. Uh, but both with interesting new ideas about different things than the original movie. With this one, uh, we're, we're kind of sort of on the edge of trying to look at the trauma that this town has has uh, endured and what it does to all the people within the town. Uh, but not really getting anywhere with that. Uh, whereas Alien Covenant gets into these interesting ideas about creators and, and who your maker is and all that kind of stuff. But both of them bogged down by the fact that they have to be a new entry in this series. Alien Covenant bogged down by the fact that all these dumb people have to get killed by the Xenomorph. Here, all these dumb people have to get killed by Michael Myers. <laughs> so that kind of throws the ideas that they're trying to get into out the window in order to just have that you know mainstream, big-budget horror movie thing. Yeah, um, totally. And you know what? Like, everyone's talking about the body kill being high in this one. And I want to say that, like, you know, I thought they were so very few and far between. You know, I felt mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm going to kill a couple people here, and then I'm going to kill a couple people here, and then I'm going to kill a couple people here. It was not like this, like, okay, Halloween Kills has to live up to its title, bigger, badder, meatier, like that they said it was going to be. It's yeah. just how I feel. But um, I totally agree on the Alien uh, Covenant uh, puzzle piece. That's a good one. Um, another one yeah. I would like to say is um, Frankenstein. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, just because yes. Michael did not, he did not feel like Michael in this. He felt very robotic. He felt um, even like, when he like uh, kills the uh, the nurse in the car, just like goes up to her and ba 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 ba, and and the very end, just ba 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 ba, like there yeah. th there's something missing, and um, I don't want to say like a human element because I know Michael's like pure evil, but like the the essence of Michael um, is missing, like. You don't. You, he's not in it that much, and you don't really. You don't like get any really like long like shots of him like looking or or moving and stuff. Like 
I felt like they needed more of him and the, and we barely saw him. And when you did, he was like a robot Frankenstein and it pissed me off. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish I had written down who it was, but there was a review of this movie that talked about how inconsistent his killings are, where sometimes he's just a machine, mm-hmm. just killing people. And sometimes he seems to be having a little bit of fun with it, more like a Jason type, not really a Michael type. And mm-hmm. I, I thought that was an interesting point that there's really no consistency to the way that he kills people. Um, so I, I think that kind of plays into there as well. And then of course the townsfolk, you know, all banding together, you know, it's turning into a riot kind of situation. That's also classic Frankenstein too. So definitely Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. Fits. yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. I'm going to actually jump in on top of your Frankenstein there. Another one that kind of perfectly goes together uh i thought of both south park and the simpsons in in various (laughs) episodes where the situation turns into a riot basically where all the townspeople all want to get together and and kill or stop or fight whatever whatever the situation of that particular episode is and it's it's a thing that's come up in many many episodes over the years but they all turn into a big rabbling crowd and everybody's so dumb and ridiculous (laughs) and it just kind of goes off the deep end that seems to be the build of this movie for the crowd to just go nuts yeah man i wish i wish the ending was better though i wish the bill i wish the build 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 was was painful enough where the ending was a big enough payoff you know but yeah man i'm just left so like just like uh at the end you know and well i think part of it is anthony michael hall as tommy doyle sucks i i I think you know he he actually didn't he actually didn't bother me. Um, okay. Sur- surprisingly, like you know what's funny though was like it felt like it was his movie, right? Like sure. Um, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis even like in marketing purposes was like Halloween 2018 was Laurie's movie and Halloween Kills is Michael's movie, and I was all when I heard that I was like hell yeah nice dude this is totally Tommy Doyle's movie. It he Definitely. feels like it's his story. He's the main character. We follow him the most. He, you know, like, and that's not, it's just, yeah, really bad decision making on their part. However, Anthony Michael Hall did not bother me. And I did hear they tried to get Paul Rudd, um, but (laughs) that he couldn't because of scheduling conflicts. I don't know if that's a rumor or if that's true. I really hope it's true because that would have been really, really cool. Yeah, Um, a bit of interesting cast. I will say that, like, this whole new um timeline i know there's so many timelines in the franchise and it's a mess and this one and they had to do a new take by saying it only follows the original at their and they're not brother and sister but i have to Mm -hmm. just get this off my chest it bothers me um i don't think it works as well them not having a connection i look at halloween kills now as like i was hoping to get like maybe some new insight into this new timeline but really it's making it even more of a convoluted mess because Michael is just what he just randomly is going after people and just wants to go home. Okay. Right. So he goes home and then they lure him out and then he kills everyone. And now he goes back home. And now what? Like, I, I did like that. They explained how he wasn't after Lori and that the doctor brought him to her house that made me less angry, but in all in all, there's no motive really. Like the brother sister connection to me is special. It's cool. It ties it back to Judith. It makes him like 
I got to go after Lori. I, this is my mission. Like that to me makes more sense and it's, it's better, but I have to just say, I don't like this new timeline. It just, it's annoying. It's annoying. It'll be really interesting to see if they're able to tie it together somehow with this final one next year. And, and especially whether they, they really make Laurie more of the main character, because I mean, Oh yeah, they have to, if they don't, they've completely missed the opportunity of a lifetime with this trilogy. You know what they should have done with this? If they really wanted to just make Lori a back character, they should have made it all about her granddaughter and and like the boyfriend and their and their younger friends um, mm. going after Michael in the streets um, and their and their friends being picked off in the streets of Haddonfield. That I would have been okay with. It, there would have been more campy. It would have been it would have been more about Michael and and more simple and more fun. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Get me out of that hospital, please. And <laughs> and every single scene of Karen, like, oh, now Karen's on a mission to save this other mental patient. I'm not going to let anything happen to you. Bitch, your daughter is out there right now trying to hunt down Michael Myers. Why do you care about, about this random mental patient? Like, uh-huh. ugh. <laughs> so bad. So many bad choices, man. Oh, so bad. <laughs> So do you, do you have any more puzzle pieces? Um, one random one, and this mm-hmm. I don't know. You could take it or leave it, but I don't know why I I think of signs. Um, when okay. Tommy Doyle is in the bar and and you see the bat, and like they made such a big deal about this bat, and then and then Tommy like hears that it's Michael, and he turns and he looks at the bat on the wall, and, and it goes in on the bat. And I just kept thinking of like that moment in Signs when Joaquin takes the bat off the wall, you know, to swing yeah. away, which I love, you know? Um, so, you know, take it or leave it. It's a stretch, but I could not help but think about it uh, during that. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, no, that, that's a good one to include in here. You also, you know, the small town feel and everything like that. So, you know, it definitely fits in with the the vibe of the movie, I think. Um, I, I've got, I have two more, although one of them is kind of, uh, kind of, just repeating the same themes that would be the purge which i think yeah. this feels like the purge meets the halloween series so i mean yeah totally it, yeah you could kind of just gloss over that one even though it definitely fits but my so my last my last real one here is also kind of a stretch but i wanted to include it anyway and we've already been talking about this about how jamie lee curtis is you know barely in this movie and even though she's all over the marketing for the movie, the advertising, the the trailer, the posters, everything. And I thought of those direct-to-video action movies starring Bruce Willis or Nick Cage or John Travolta, where they're not even in the movie. They're in like one scene, and then the rest of it is focused on completely other characters. And this, even though it's a major, big-budget, like, blockbuster movie and it did huge numbers you know not that that Mm -hmm. you know is a is a sign of those other kind of movies because they never make Mm -hmm. any money but uh you know it's still this is a big movie it's crazy that they would do that versus you know those are usually just direct-to-video schlocky movies but it's the same kind of thing the main star is not in the movie but they put them all over the uh all over the advertising well it's smart you know it's smart that's and um let me tell you the just the marketing behind it alone, uh, talking about how it was all about Michael and how it was bigger, badder, bloodier, was so smart. It uh, it was all false. Um, right. None of it was true. Um, but they sold the shit out of this movie and they did a great job. And you know what? I'm happy that um, 
it's making so much money because I never want Michael to go away. I never want Halloween's to ever go away. I'm excited sure. for Halloween ends. I'm a, I'm still, you know, these these are still my bread and butter and I love them so much. Um, and I'm excited to see how it ends with this one. And then I'm excited for a, a new timeline um, right. down the line. And what I want to do um, after I make the last October mm-hmm. and, and then get a little bit out there a little bit. I, I know I won't be able to, but man, to bring Danielle Harris back, who's mm. the little girl who plays Jamie in Halloween 4 and 5, and to do a continuation of her story from 4 and 5 would be so awesome. Um, so <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I know I'm not the only one that's thinking that. I know I'm not like breaking the mold here, but um, that would be uh, a new fresh take down the line that they could do to revisit uh, this franchise again. Because honestly, I think after this next one, I think Jamie Lee might be done. I I, I see her sure. character going out with Michael. I mean, Halloween, it's called Halloween Ends. So yeah. I I don't even see Lori surviving the next one. I think her and Michael are both going to go together. She even makes one little line in Halloween Kills that's like, you know, I'm she says so I forget what she says. She makes she makes a little line about how I'm going to have to die with him. Something. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's foreshadowing what we're going to see in, in in Halloween Ends. But um yeah. I hope they I I'm glad it's 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 a huge success. I I it makes me happy. I want and I, it makes me happy that people love it, you know, like, yeah, I want Halloween's to go on forever, you know, <laughs> absolutely. Halloween forever. Bring, that'll bring, be, uh, that'll be the next bring reboot. Josh Hartnett back, you know, let's do a Josh Hartnett <laughs> timeline. Let's do that. You know what I mean? Like there's so many different things you could do. I love it. I love it. Well, I'll go ahead and do the finished puzzle and list down all the things we just talked about. And then we'll get into some closing thoughts here. Uh, we, we talked about Halloween four and Halloween two, of course, the whole Halloween series we talked about a little bit. Um, also the last Jedi and rise of Skywalker, alien covenant, Frankenstein, South Park, The Simpsons, Signs, The Purge, and those direct-to-video Bruce Willis, Nick Cage action movies that they're never actually in. We kind of were already getting into those closing thoughts there, uh, but did you have uh, any other things you wanted to kind of bring up before we wrap it up? You know, I could appreciate the the kills in this movie. I could appreciate... um, Michael's brutal force. Um, I do like when he um, drills the kid on the stairs. Um, but I have to say, this whole movie was just one big convoluted mess of a disappointment. And um, yeah. I have to, I have to rank it. Uh, if I'm going to rank this in my in my Halloween universe, I'm going to rank it um, right at the tail end, right next to. Halloween Resurrection and right next mm-hmm. to Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. I look at it as like not as bad as those, but mm-hmm. it'll be the next one in line because it's just a bad movie and mm. it even looks bad. It, it like the it looks like it, there's a bad Instagram filter over the entire thing and even like the the like wide shots of like his house and and stuff like that like it looks like a set. It looks like I'm like on set looking at them filming it. It just is. There's right. something. It's just weird, man. The whole thing is weird. And so anyway, that's it. And, you know, I love Michael. I love Halloween. I hope they never stop making them. And I'll probably watch it a couple more times anyway, just to be honest. Yeah, I'm sure. Couch. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, I will say the 1978 mask was also top notch. Loved loved the 1978 mask of Michael too. I thought they did a great job with that. Yeah, I thought the flashback scenes, while maybe not necessary, were at least well done. So I mean that that's you know it it it, it looks yeah, like I don't know was... if they were well done. <laughs> I don't know if they were well done. I just know that Stylized the mask looked well. good and Loomis looked good. Yeah, everything yeah. else was terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's fair. Absolutely. Only other thing I was going to say, uh, Big John and Little John were kind of the standouts for me. They were fun. Yeah, but they were fun. They, they, they were the most fun thing in the whole thing were them. Yeah, yeah for sure. Awesome. Well, I, I think that does it. I think I think we uh, we we set our piece about Halloween Kills, and we'll see what happens next year. Uh, but Dave, is there another movie you watched recently or show that you'd like to recommend? Recently, I just watched the new Chucky series, and um, I was surprised with it being on Sci-Fi. Um, how many f bombs were dropped in there? I mean, I, that that like made it for me. Like, you know, you can't nice. have like Chucky or Freddy without like some good swearing. You know what I mean? Sure. And, like, yeah. And so I thought when I was going into it, I was like, oh, this will be cute. This will be cool. Um, but it's not going to feel like a Chucky, you know, part of that, you know, series. And when he starts like swearing and dropping F-bombs, I was like, damn, OK, this is cool. So All it's right. kind of like it's kind of like when you watch like the live free or die hard unrated uh, version and and mm -hmm. John McClane finally starts saying fuck. And you're like, oh, this actually so sounds and feels like a die hard movie again. Cool. Um, so yeah, that, uh, check it out. It's, it's not bad. I've heard good things. I heard it's a lot of fun. So, uh, maybe I'll check that out one of these days, but, uh, awesome. This was, uh, this was fun as always. Uh, Dave, tell people, uh, what you got going on. If anything you want to plug. Oh man. Uh, well, what I've got going on can't be plugged right now, but I'm, I'm working on developing a feature called the last October. I'll let you know, um, how that goes but uh you could find me dancing around in my michael myers uh vintage outfit on tiktok at albert's bucket list awesome we will uh we will all be checking that out <laughs> for sure uh i i'm always i'm always happy to see you and albert out there doing your stuff so that's awesome yeah. and i'm uh, very happy to get you back on the show so thanks for being here. oh dude huge honor and pleasure thank you so much for having me awesome Hey, hey, are you that weird one in your friends group that loves to watch true crime documentaries? Have you ever wanted to learn more about the lesser known crimes? And are you fascinated with ghost stories? I'm Hannah, the creator, editor, and host of Murder Bucket, a podcast that talks about, get this, murders, paranormal activity, abductions, kidnappings, and weird stuff. Join me every Tuesday wherever you listen to podcasts to get the inside scoop on some of the most interesting topics in the true crime world. I am also very active on social media. You can find me on Instagram at MurdBucket, Facebook at BucketMurd, and Twitter at the Murder Bucket. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Halloween Kills. Hopefully Halloween ends when it comes out next year. Uh, does a little bit more justice to the Halloween series for 
people who aren't fans like myself and people who are super fans like Dave Mycor. But thanks to Dave Mycor for being here. And I hope you all enjoyed that conversation. Uh, if you have any puzzle pieces you think we might have missed out on, you know, certainly get in touch and let us know. You can, uh, of course, tweet at me at PiecingPod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. Uh, you could even just email me directly, bydavidrosen at gmail.com. I always love hearing from people. Plus, if you're ever interested in being on Piecing It Together, I am uh, always looking for new guests to join me and talk about movies and figure out puzzle pieces. So uh, that does it for today's show. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you rate and review. Check out the Patreon. All that good stuff. Let's close this thing out with a piece of music, right? That's what I always do. I am going to mention again to check out my new album, The Dissection Table, especially if you like horror movies, if you like horror film scores, if you like John Carpenter, if you like any of this kind of stuff, I think you might dig this new album, The Dissection Table. It's on Spotify if you want to stream it. It's on iTunes or Bandcamp if you want to buy it. And uh, there was also a special bonus episode of Piecing It Together a couple of weeks ago where I played the whole album in its entirety. So you could also listen to it that way. So check it out. Would love to know what you think of the album. Of course, I always want to know what you think of the show, but uh, check out the album too. I could close out the show with a track from that, but you know what? I'm actually going to dig up a piece of music here from one of the films I worked on with the guest for this episode, David Mycor. David, of course, is a film director, and that's how I know him. We've worked together on a bunch of films together, a bunch of short films. And this is from a horror film that we worked on together called The Hoarder. So this is a uh, piece of the score of the short film. I may eventually combine a bunch of uh, pieces of music from various films that I worked on into a compilation album of film music, uh, kind of like what I did with the dissection table, although more of a compilation from a bunch of different films. Uh, And this would definitely end up on it. So this is from the film The Hoarder, and I hope you enjoy it, and we'll be back with more Piecing It Together real soon.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.